Glasses podcast episode six. six, not six six six, which would be or sex in German. Oh wow! Uh, excellent. Uh, yes, we are episode six of the Chunky Glasses podcast. Um, is that Return of the Chunk Cast? Is it? Yeah, I think it six. is. Episode six. Oh shit! It Return wow. of the Chunk Cast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we, Return of the Chunk Cast. Uh, we are here. Uh, we're a man down tonight, so, uh, in fact, we are a man-tastic tonight. <laughs> it is all, it is, uh, we have Paul over here, and then uh, we have Harris, and uh, as always, we have Andre and myself, well, I happening? am Kevin. Um, so, it's been a few weeks, a little uh, delayed, seen a few shows. Uh, Paul, you went yeah. to uh, Jazz Fest. Huh? You went to many a show then. I went. did go to many a show. <laughs> Came back from a few full days at Jazz Fest this last weekend. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, highlights of the uh, of the fest were actually after the fest. As much as I like Jazz Fest itself, uh, Jazz Fest yeah. at night I think is the is the best part of it. Well, that's when it really gets rocking. I've heard absolutely. Uh, Friday night at uh, at Helen Wolf, it was Rebirth Brass Band, Ivan Neville's Dumpster <laughs> Funk, and then late night uh, it was Papa Grows Funk. And that was a very, very funky three-band set. Right. Uh, the next night, it was uh, it was Dr. John at Tip Tina's. And despite the fact that a lot of people have said uh, that he's not, that he doesn't have everything he used to, I I thought he put on a great show. It was. I, uh, I didn't believe you. I'm, I'm going to have to see for myself. I mean, I saw him at the 9:30 Club, and it was. Uh, I mean, it was it was good. It was an awkward pairing. It was him and Cindy Lauper. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. Well, you know, sometimes shit happens. No, it, yeah. it happened because she did an album uh, of New Orleans music, and so oh, who, and who okay. better to tour as the face of New Orleans? Well, sure. Yeah. But here's the problem: like John. you're you're not going to be able to. I, I don't think you're going to get Dr. John's good stuff anymore if he's at 9:30 Club with Cindy Lauper. I would I agree. think. Playing Tip Tina's during Jazz Fest, you're probably going to see the best that he's got to offer. Yeah, because you've got a you've got a crowd that's singing along with every song. Yeah, and you know, I, this is my I think I've used this analogy way too often now explaining it to people. But I was like, it was like watching a um, a veteran starting pitcher who knows exactly how many good fastballs he's got during exactly. the evening. Yeah. And it's like sing- Nolan Ryan when he was in his you know 
strong Absolutely. point, you know. And he pulled them out for the classics that everybody was waiting for. Yeah. And for the new stuff, he kind of coasted and let the excellent Lower 911 backing band yeah. Yeah, take over the show. Nice. Yeah. So. Especially at Tipitina's, which is... Yeah, I mean that's, that's an awesome. That's place. a historic uh, New Orleans yeah. venue. To get I, to I will say though, you you have my scorn. You did not go see John Boutte. I, mean, I, I understand it wasn't doable. Yeah. But. Well, the other thing is, um, I'm going to be back to New Orleans, and John Boutte is still going to be alive. Doctor yeah. John might not be. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair point. I, that actually went into my calculation. I'm like, if I don't see Dr. John during this jazz fest, am I going to get another chance? Because he doesn't even play every jazz fest anymore. No, no, no. He's, he's, yeah, he did his new album. Where does John Boutet rank against Charles Bradley? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say this. Uh, John Boutet is one of the greatest musical experiences I've ever had. He's more Marvin Gaye. And he's more Sam Cooke. The more Sam Cooke, that's what and I'm saying. And Charles Bradley is also is one of the well, sure. more magnificent, magnificent experiences I've ever had musically. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to play that, that game. That's maybe a bad question. Then. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say <laughs> one more highlight of Jazz Fest before we move on here is um, the group I was with the first day that we were there on uh, on on Friday afternoon, the co the co headliners on different stages were the Beach Boys reunion. Yes, and, did you see that? And Bonnie Vare. And so she, I wow. asked I asked everybody who do you want to go see, and I was outvoted three to one on let's go see Bonnie Vare. Oh fuck! So oh, yeah, okay. wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. But does it, despite my protest, I told them it was going to suck, and they all wanted to go see him anyway. And we went over there, parked, got ready, and went through four yeah. very sleepy songs at the end of a festival. Yeah. And everybody turned Aww. to me and said, let's go watch the Beach Boys. Exactly. Right. At so. the end of a festival. How All uh, day. So, so yeah. they're coming up here in D.C. soon, <laughs> up at Meriwether Post. How uh, good? Uh, mediocre. It mediocre. was some of the songs, they've still got it for, for those songs, but some of them... They were just really off. You could tell they hadn't played together a whole lot. And yeah. I will say Uncle Jesse played one song. Cut it out. John fucking So basically what you're saying is that if you have a party shirt and a healthy buzz, the member of the post show will be great. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you... Go if you, out there early and booze it up. And but I, I think the only, the only reason Which, to see the Beach Boys right now is to do. go out there, yeah. get drunk, and sing along with Beach Boys songs. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. That sounds like a good time uh, to nobody me. Sh- nobody that. should sing during Dada Williams. Nobody. Probably yeah. nobody who's in the Beach Boys at this point should sing during oh, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, moving Dave on from Coulier. Jazz Fest. We had it. We had... <laughs> 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 this is what happens wow. when it's just men. I didn't know there was a Dave Coulier impression in you, yeah. That's an impression <laughs> of a Dave Coulier character. Yeah, I know. Wow. Better. You learn something new every day, kids. So, so before we go on, I want to say we, we are actually uh, recording tonight uh, from Andre's lovely patio. Uh, we're trying out new yes. things. So uh, you may hear an airplane. Air Hopefully you hear two. some birds. They're nice. Uh, Hank Mobley is in his kitchen. Yeah, he's hanging out over there. Uh, (laughs) He's going to be based in the ribs here in a minute because they're cooking on the grill. So this is what happens, men. All right. Yes. Um, So there were a metric shit ton of great shows in uh, D.C., starting with 
Uh, Dirty Goose, uh, is our assessment hang out or hold up? Absolutely. So I, it's a fuck yeah. I mean, I yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I put up my review, and I think my review couldn't have been more fuck yeah. yeah. And also, fuck yeah, DC, you missed out because there were 20 people in the room. Yep. So... And just we, because it's at a at a place called Comet Ping Pong doesn't mean well. That's what I was. And we told you. And and uh, shout out to Sasha who booked that. You know she's booking these bands through here that are uh, fantastic. And you know you either are there or you're not. And in this case, you weren't. And uh, is that a new thing that do shows at Comet uh, Ping Pong? I think they've been doing it for a while. I think yeah. within the year, maybe. Okay, so I, I can ask relatively. Yeah, we can we can ask. Yeah. Um, um, but more people should just know about the. Stuff is happening. There. Yeah, you know, it's actually a good room. Too. It's, it's a good space. It's it's very intimate as it would, as it has to be there. But I thought the acoustics were pretty damn yeah. good too. Yeah, so I mean, it's 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 well put together. Just a cement room, isn't it? Yeah, and you can go grab a good pizza and a pitcher, and then go to a show. Yeah. at the same venue, and then play ping pong, pong afterwards, and then play ping pong afterwards. Can't yes, really you can. complain about that. Yeah. Um. So that happened. Uh. Then there was a, a oh lumineers. Lumineers Ooh. at Jam and Java was cool. sold out. Yeah, well, yeah, it was you packed. Were there. It was packed. Um, I saw the pictures. It, it was, was great. awesome. Yeah, it was great. Actually, I went to. Uh, is this the New Hope for American Music? <laughs> <laughs> this is the New American Music. <laughs> okay. No, but I was at uh, the Harrisonburg Beer Fest that weekend, and I actually oh, showed shit. Warren Drugs. Warren oh. Drugs. God damn it. Was so awesome. Fucking shows. Yeah. Okay. It was. Uh, Rain, beer, and mud. And Andre, Andre's, Andre's nipples was kind of hard. <laughs> yes. Don't cut the glass, yeah, Andre. Don't come near me. But Jeez, so the turkey is done. I was driving yeah. down with a friend, and uh, we pulled into a Starbucks, and lo and behold, it was the Ho Hey song by the Lumineers. Wow. Yeah. So I really think these guys are going to just blow up. Well, I mean, they're Starbucks rocking. I mean, Paul looks like he's going to say something about that. <laughs> I was just okay, ready for it, ready for it. <laughs> When you're playing at a Starbucks, you know you've made it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, you know, you know who was on the Starbucks label? Paul McCartney. What? He may have written a few good songs. Yeah, but not in the last like 20 years. Jesus. <laughs> well, <laughs> there goes that sponsor. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> well, the Lumineers were incredible. I would suggest highly go check them out. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm sad. I'm sad. I pushed out. It was it was, it was a Sunday night, and I was like, I'm not going in. Yeah. Uh, next time, they good are time. coming to Wolf Trap, and we are oh, going. That's awesome. So I know, I know, Aubrey and Joy will be covering. Uh, more people, you got to sit through Josh Ritter, or actually, you don't because they're open. So. Oh, nice, <laughs> sweet. So kick ass. Well, if you want a good spot on the lawn, you got to sit through them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a good day on the lawn, though. Um, then we had let's see, Punch Brothers, Punch which Brothers. I saw, which uh, I would say, fuck yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys were just incredible. I mean, they were so happy to be there, and uh, I mean, it was such an embarrassing review to write be because I was so happy to be there. Yeah. And, I, and I, I mean, I've shot them before uh, in various incarnations. Yeah, it just was like. They're they're fucking rock stars. I mean, every know. one of those and guys they probably just keep getting better and better. As they, do, they do. They do. And, the thing, you and know, any band like that. And you know, Paul asked me like, you know, did you really mean like you know the greatest American band today? Like in my review, and I do mean that. I mean, they are they they could quite literally take a piece of music, whatever piece of music they wanted to do, and make it their own. Well, everyone play it straight, which is astounding. I mean, live the version of Kid A is astounding. Well, how many times did they just jam out? Right, and and they were so good. Every one of those guys is 
I feel like could start their the own project yeah. just by yeah. themselves because they're that. And, then, and they did have their own projects, and then they sort of like circled around the nucleus of Christile, and now they are what they're doing. And, yeah. And, yeah. and it's fantastic. And they found their spot yeah. now. What? <laughs> I, I wasn't at the show. I don't have anything to okay. say. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, thought, I was going to say their greatest accomplishment was that, uh, you know, Kevin had to buy a new keyboard after writing the review. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Oh, it wasn't geez. as bad as the hospitality review. Um, which, which I, yeah. yeah. God, that show was in there, too. Yeah. So I saw them. That was fantastic it's again. A lot of shows. They were open. Who were they opening for? Eleanor Freeberger, which you've seen a bunch of times. Right? Okay, it was, yeah. It was, it was, uh, uh, Daria actually came out to the show. And we, uh, How did yeah. hospitality compare to the last time we saw them down in Raleigh? They or have, Chapel Hill? We saw they them. have improved. And, and like I said on the in, in my review, um, they, and, and Paul's going to completely disagree, but they, they are, they haven't matched their stage presence with the, like, Awesome of their music yet, and that was kind of what we saw yeah, on Chapel Hill as well. Yeah, they'll get it though because goddamn, this is going to be like the fifth. They're play, opening for Here We Go Magic. This is going to be the yeah. fifth time they've hit the area. I, I just, I mean, they're they've they're machines. A, yeah, and they just you know, they're just doing one show after the next. You know, yeah. but that's the that's a working band when you're first starting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, you know. Well, I mean, they're not first. They're, they're emerged. Come on, man. Yeah, this they're not, emerged. No, not, that's true. I mean, that is true. I, I'm not they're saying not they're not just struggling, like an indie but band, right. or I, like they put their album out themselves or something, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so there was that. There was uh, let's see, the same night, Ted Leo. Ted, Ted Leo. That's right. Was How was that? Rocker. He speak for Aubrey. <laughs> I will tell you that Aubrey was not lying when she when she was talking about the Woo Girl, because oh. we found a Woo guy and he was right next to Aubrey. Oh, mm. nice. And uh, it, it was. She, did she fight him? No, they were actually best friends. What? Yeah, they were singing along, and it was just a big, happy... They bonded over a love for Ted Leo. Exactly. Okay. But that guy blew it out. I mean, he yeah. played for, like, at least an hour and a half straight. It was just... Yeah. It was great. It was a good time. And this is his old... I don't know if this is his hometown, or he just used to live here, or did like what his there. thing was. Yeah, yeah, but did, I mean, and Tyranny of a Distance, I think it was recorded here. I'm not sure okay, what yeah. yeah. It was... Yeah. It was Definitely. So but, I mean, he's got some roots here that you know he's got. Yeah, bring, I mean, he's got to bring it home. You know, Black Cat was one of his uh, venues. Oh, I can imagine that's really started his career. So he kind of yeah. you know played his played his heart out for that's awesome for his home. We all went and saw Lucero. <laughs> oh, we did. We did <laughs> without me, assholes. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, was, I was sitting home with Gizmo, being like, "This hockey game sucks," and all yeah. of a sudden I get. Just sending pictures to Kevin. Like, <laughs> we sent pictures. No, it's to impossible that Andre's in town. Yeah. And I get a picture of Andre's taint. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. That Much. was a fun show, though. My taint with Lucero tattooed on it. Yeah. Oh, oh I brought <laughs> you down a little bit. I'm sorry. Too far. Yeah. End uh, of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's get. Um, yeah, we haven't talked about Lucero. So, so guys, what you think? What What did you say? I know what you said, but. Do you remember uh, what you said? I'm not sure if I'm gonna say what the same thing I told you. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. What I, 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 I can like pull up the email. I mean, it's yeah. just like, you know, it's an honest reaction. Dude, I mean, uh, with a Canadian band that will remain unnamed. Oh, with a oh, you were related to Lucero to a Canadian band. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like Southern country rock. I mean, um, well, I mean, the <coughs> think about. It. <laughs> The dude, wow. it's 
Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it just got awkward in here. Um, I mean, I have no opinion about Lucero, no. but you know that's that's a pretty strong insult right there. Yeah. Just reporting. <laughs> Harris looks sad. Well, how about that Jack White album? <laughs> We're not yeah, there yet. Yeah, okay. We're not there. We're not there yet. Um, all right. So uh, the past few weeks we had some good releases. We had uh, Electric Guest, which almost made it on Mondo. I know Ethan's a big fan. Paul, you're a semi fan of Electric Guest. Yeah, yeah. I think there's some good stuff on that album. I think uh, this head I hold is is a really good single, and I think there's a couple other good things on there. Uh, the whole album doesn't do it for me as a unit, but there's some stuff to like. Okay. Um, then we had uh, third volume of Mermaid Avenue, which oh, Wilco Billy Bragg. Yeah, I haven't listened to it because I feel like it was done what 15 years ago. Yeah, quite a while ago now. That's yeah. good. Um, yeah, I mean I'm sure it is. How many times to listen to the Mass Effect Three soundtrack, Paul? It's out. Zero. <laughs> okay. Run. <laughs> uh, Santa Gold has a new album out. Uh, Father John Misty, uh, which uh, this is sort of announcing our West Coast contingent, uh, he has a new album out. Uh, Matthew uh, Brenninger, or Brengar, as you will come to know him, uh, he will be putting in his album review, and they're going out to the show uh, in nice. San Fran. So that's, nice. uh, yeah, we're bi-coastal motherfuckers. Brengar's like West Coast Avengers. We need to get uh, Chad to be Great Lakes Avengers now. Yeah. There was no- oh, we need the geez. freshwater. Topical, yeah. yet yeah. half fail. There was never a Great Lakes Avengers. I guarantee you there was. Look it up. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah, you gotta be dominating on the freshwater. Hold on. We're, we're going okay. to the internet. We're going to the internet to find out if there's a freshwater. <laughs> this hear this better not be some guy fisting and trout. Oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh. Let Hank Mobley take you home. Oh what? my god! What? Oh my god! <laughs> Alright! Nerd point game set and match to Paul! Yes, nice! I'll tell nice. you that one up, thank you. Alright, so, uh, Rufus Wainwright, which we almost talked about, but since it's just a bunch of. Yeah. Um, Nick Waterhouse, which we're going to see, Carrie and I are going to see. Sort of revisionist, like, um, Mayor Hawthorne, like. Nice oh, big no, like, Detroit kind of Motown yeah, guitars, sound. Guitars like you like, like a sure. hollow body sound. Like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Six and I, come on out. Cool. Um, there's uh, Patrick Watson, who's the big hit at South by Southwest. According it's kind to of a soft country, yeah, rock. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not necessarily rock. There's a lot or of percussion in it. Folk music, maybe. And then, for whatever damn reason, there's a band called the Samuel Jackson Five. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is this like the band Charles Bronson? Remember that? <laughs> he could be. Jeez. Or Barry Jive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, wow. that's that's all that we could not get to, uh, but we did get to at least four. So I think we should get to that since we bored you for well, twenty five minutes now. Exactly. So Andre, hit it. <laughs>
Guess what, kids? Jack White never goes away. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Jack White's back with a solo album, which is... Um, I... I mean... Sounds like Jack White. Yeah. That was the track uh, 16 Saltines, yep. which is the single off the album. Um, so the story of Jack White, you, you all know, is he uh, retired the White Stripes in 2011 after playing in a bunch of bands. Uh, Dead Weather, uh, The Wrecking yep. Tours, neither of which I really care for. Yeah. Uh, you guys might, I don't know. but uh, And then he started up recently, I think this is last year, uh, Third Man Records, which actually is fucking yes. cool. They have a truck that throws out little, like, 45s and shit. It's sort of awesome. And they're all Well, he the... did that Chris Steele, Michael Davies record. Did he? Yeah. He recorded all that. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. I'm almost certain they went down there and did it at his... his Third Man uh, Studios I'm, in Nashville. I'm almost certain. Okay. Well, then we will fact check that yeah, later. Yeah, we will fact check that and get back to um, it. I'm almost certain, yeah. So, anyways, he has a new album out. It's called Blunderbuss. Uh... Harris, you were rocking to the guitar solo. What's up? Yeah. Uh, wrong guitar solo. I <laughs> <laughs> when I first put this on, I heard the first song, and I was like, all right, this is cool. And that guitar solo came on, and I, I dug it. And then after that song, everything was just kind of... Kind of goes all over the place. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. just, I'm not... What's your, what's your history fan. with the White Stripes? I'm sorry? What's your history with the White Stripes? Um, not... The greatest mm-hmm. with the familiarity, but I, I do enjoy a lot of their stuff. All right. I think Jack White is, he's reminding me of kind of like Neil Young now in the sense of, not in the sense of the style of music that he's playing, but in the sense of that, you know, when you look at Neil Young's career, he played with all these different bands. He played with Crosby, Stills, and Nash for a while. Then he went and played with Crazy Horse. Now I'm going to do a solo record. Now I'm going to go do this. And I'm going to, maybe I'm going to do some stuff that, I'm going to do something with the vocoder for a while, you know, and then I'm going to come back to some stuff, and you know, I mean, in a sense, you know, he does. So, so you're saying he's a journeyman. Well, exactly. And that's what I think of as Jack White now, is that he's kind of getting into that part of his career. I know he's been around since the late 90s now. I mean, it's, it's not been that long, but it's yeah. been kind of like he's tried out all these different things, and he, he you know, they all are different. You know, and they're all good in their different ways. You know, some of them are really come off really great, and some of them just maybe don't quite hit the mark. Yeah, Jeez, sounds like. We- well, I mean, I think the reason for that is because he can. Exactly, and that's exactly no. It's exactly I, what it is. I, I will say, and when you get to that yeah. point in your career, you're like, oh, I can just go make an album with this person, or I can go do this, and the, and the police are coming oh, to the Paul, podcast. Were you gonna say? Something? Oh, I was just gonna say that I I think that part of the expectation here though is because this is a solo album. You know, he's sure. been moving from, from project to project, and you naturally think, like, oh, Jack White is finally putting out a solo album. Sure. He's going to have something really personal to say. Yeah, right. And I don't it's know. It's kind of the same thing that he'd been saying with the other bands. That yeah, and I, I don't want to go, like, all meta-commentary on this, but reading other reviews, like, I feel like people wrote the reviews before hearing the album sometimes. Yeah. Because, I, like, everybody's saying, yeah. oh, he's, it's so personal. It's like he's digging into his past, and I'm like... I don't hear any of that. Yeah. I, I hear a lot of stuff that sounds <laughs> a lot like what he was doing with the White Stripes right. and lesser exactly. White Stripes, really. Sure. And a little bit of the Rock on Tours and a little bit of the Dead Weather. It's really a Jack White sound, and I don't hear a whole lot personal to differentiate it. That said, I don't. I don't think it's a terrible album. I think yeah. there's there's some good stuff on it, sure. and I will I will listen to it. I don't. 
think it's a good album either, though. And I think that it may be suffering from my own high expectations of what you're going to get when he says, I don't need a band for this one. This is this is my statement I'm right here. Now, yeah. Yeah. Somebody who's been doing so much, you kind of think he's been building up a supply of personal statements. Sure. And if he feels the need to go out and make an album... That he's going to put them out there, and I don't, I don't think that came through. No, and, and that's my thing. It, I, my criticism of Jack White is that he is possibly one of the greatest entertainers of our generation. Period. I mean, the motherfucker yeah. no, no, he... can go out and just slay an audience, and he can do it like on a record. And he knows he can do that. And I'm saying that as not a fan of a huge fan of the White Stripes or like any of his material. But that motherfucker is a badass. Um, but why. I, but I think here he uh, is almost doing an imitation of that. He knows it. Like there's nothing personal about this record that I know of that I get from. It. There's nothing that would draw me in and be like, oh, this is really a personal statement from from uh, him. And so it sounds like, dude, you're just fucking good at this. Yeah, you made some good songs. I will never reach for this album. Uh, if I'm gonna listen to anything, I'll probably listen to Elephant. Sure. Yeah. Oh, Elephant! Come on, White Blood Cells. Yeah, no, not yeah. as hip as you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So let's let's hear the uh, a song that. See, so actually, the opener of the album. Um, it's called Missing Pieces. That is sort of leans a little more towards Elephant. Or actually, what was the album that you used all the Mellotrons on? Was that Elephant? I don't know. You lost me at Mellotron. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Is, it, is that something in the new Michael Bay movie? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try it out. So that is uh, missing piece. 
track off of uh, Blunderbuss by Jack White. Uh, Andre, Paul, any other thoughts on that? No. no. I, I mean, I mean, I think he does, you know, a nice eclectic mix of songs, you know, in the album, yeah. and, you know, and, you know, like you said, I mean, you're, you're going to go see him and he's going to rock your face off. So. Cool. I mean, when you, I imagine if he comes around and tours on that, that album, it's going to be awesome still. It's going to sell out like a motherfucker. Oh, it's going to, and it, it'll be good. I mean, he's a, gr- he's a great performer. Speaking of sold out, uh, let's see what's going on with Nora Jones. Nora Jones. Let's try that out. Is uh, Nora Jones with her song uh, "Happy Pills," and uh, it's off her new record "Broken Little Hearts." Uh, Nora came to us way back in 2002, so 10 years of existence. Yeah, well, uh, come away with me if you, I mean, come on. That uh, is the uh... you you know it. Uh, this is actually her fifth album. Uh, it's produced by Danger Mouse, who she worked with on the Rome Project. Who Strangely, also worked with uh, Jack White on that. Um, so it we're leaning towards the adult contemporary side of the show, but uh, you know what? I actually sort of like this. Uh, what'd you guys think? Well, given that you're the oldest person, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's lining them up. I will say you said it's Nora Jones's fifth album. Yeah. And I missed the last. I must have missed the last three. So. I will say, you know, it, it got me to pay attention and listen to it a little bit. Yeah. You know? But I guess I was just waiting for James Mercer to come in on backup vocals. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the name the album Morales isn't is Shit Sandwich. No, no. Well, it, there was a moment, I think I first put it on, and they were like, I don't know if it was the opening track or maybe it was the second track, and there was like, it started off, and I was like, this sounds like a Broken Bells, that last project that he did with... With, uh, it, this is good, I like I like this idea because yeah. we're gonna have Nora Jones, uh, James Mercer, yeah. uh, you know Sarah Bareilles, and like yep. what Jason Mraz, and they're gonna be monsters of yeah. M.O.R. <laughs> 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 and 
and there is the title of the episode. We have it right now. Wow. Um, no, you, you're sort of right. I mean, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, Norgen's now 33. Uh, she doesn't. I mean, she definitely has, has lived squarely in that still, in yeah. that market. Um, I. I mean, this is a breakup album, obviously. Sure. Um, I, no, I, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Danger Mouse. I mean, the work he did on um, the Girls albums is fantastic. Uh, and since then, it's been sort of. I, I don't want to say gimmicky, but it, he doesn't like branch out a lot. It's yeah, like you can always why, hear it. That was what I thought, too. And I think on this and the, what we were talking about, the Room album, uh, is, it's becoming a little more subtle and he's becoming a better producer. I think this material would probably suck if he wasn't, if he wasn't around. Yeah, if there wasn't that input into um, how the songs are arranged, how the songs are written. But as sure. it stands, I I think it actually works really well. I mean, it works well with the songs that are there. Um, she's got a fantastic voice. Um, oh, that's yeah. And sure. she, I mean, she's a fantastically skilled musician. It's just sometimes those people don't write albums full of great stuff. But, but I think that's the problem, is that she has a fantastic voice, she's a fantastically skilled mu- musician, and a lot of what Danger Mouse does with this, I think, is strip that away. Like, he tries to take this... Okay. Incre- she's got an incredibly warm voice with a mm-hmm. lot of range, and most of these songs strip it down and make her try to come off like some electronica ice queen right here. You know, you're yeah. not... She doesn't have the right kind of voice for that. She's got a great yeah. voice, Rather but it's for different kind of material. Of strong voice. She's yeah. a great musician, but she it, if she's playing on this, then the mm. tracks have been stripped out. I'm sure she's playing on it, but it's, it doesn't have any kind of like lush instrumentation. It sounds really produced. And so it reduces her to the level of a vocalist that I think is largely outside of her wheelhouse yeah. and takes away the musicianship. I think most of the album comes off as very cold, yeah, and not and, in, and not just, in a deep way, just yeah. a cold way. Hmm. And maybe no, he's just used to working with kind of subpar vocalists, or just different yeah. kinds of vocalists. Yeah. No, I mean, well, that's my criticism of Danger Mouse's like production technique. It's like it's it's so specific that it it can be nothing but, and it's all. I mean, I know there's a guy doing it, but it's it's just sounds like a machine. But I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. he's he's got it produced as yeah. though he's got Beth Gibbons singing right here, and okay. he doesn't. He's got yeah. someone different. Yeah. Going back to that whole uh, Cold album, I feel like this album is not as sexy as her other albums. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It just I mean, well, it is a breakup. I mean, there's a lot of very. Uh, Emotional destruction on this record, right? And but well, the other well, ones like had a little says, swagger on it, you know? right? Exactly. It's just yeah. you know, it's it's different, and huh. I don't know. I, I've always imagined her as as like a very sexy, full range voice, but this is just I don't know. It's it's much different. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's alienating. I think. Yeah. But I would argue that's sort of the point, given the subject matter. I, I don't. Sure. I, I don't sure. doubt that it's the point. I'm but. arguing whether it works. Okay. They they might have had they might have had a goal. I just don't know that they hit it I on do. more than a couple of tracks. And I'll say, uh, I thought she's twenty two and four broken hearts yeah. were very good tracks, and yeah. I could see throwing those into a mix. But the album as a whole left me yeah. cold. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to actually hear it's actually little broken hearts. It's yeah. The, uh, so we're going to hear that. Um, 
and uh, Soul Stoop. It's a different track. Little broken hearts of the night Slowly picking up their knives On their way to the fight Tonight they want revenge Beautiful soldiers in their beds Making love inside their heads With no chance to defend Tonight could be their end It's not the track that he likes. So, um, but um, so we were discussing like while that was playing, um, what does and doesn't work for everybody, and I feel like uh, we're in two camps. Uh, you guys are like feeling she yeah. can do better. She can do much better. Her voice yeah. is just being well, you've constrained. Heard, you've heard yeah. much better, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I am falling in the camp of. I like what she's doing with this. Yeah. But it, it's nice it's that she's trying something different, though. It's out of her norm. I yeah. guess you could say that, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right. So that is Nora Jones. Uh, you guys ready to uh, dance or something? All right. Let's go. Oh, get your dancing shoes on. Spears out from the side. 
everybody's dancing. Uh, that is Reptar from their album Body Faucet, and the name of that track is Sebastian. It is the track that opens the album. Yes. Um, so we are all dancing in our own way. Um, I uh, I've seen Reptar. Yeah, you saw him recently. I have. I am at the, the Red Palace. They're, no, at nine thirty club. Oh, who they're, are they they're in. They were opening for somebody. Right? Uh, he said, uh, Master the Shmeet. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were opening for fun. No. No, that's They were. They are the opening man for fun now, aren't they? Are they? I don't think Wait, so. Wait, they're Reptar. playing right now? No, I think Reptar. No, were fun is right, right now. now. As, As we tomorrow. speak. As we speak. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. If I think I'm we should put on that. some Queen. Just, just Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen them. They're a fantastic live band. I, um, I was a big fan of the EP. It it, it was uh, a little yeah. scatter shot, but it, yeah. it showed some potential. Uh, sure. Here, I'm uh, I'm interested to see what you guys think because I'm not completely sold. So, yeah, guys. Well, I heard it last. I listened to it last night for the first time. Yep, and. Um, I didn't enjoy it the first time I listened to it, I'll be honest. But I will say, in contrast to that, then I put it on a second time today, yeah. this afternoon. Beautiful day outside. And actually, and this is where you always are saying, you know, sometimes music just fits the mood and you're yep. just kind of like, this is exactly what I want to hear at this point in time. And it actually, complete opposite. I was like, oh, this is great. This fits this mood. This is exactly what I want when I'm like going home. Sitting in my backyard for a moment, just kind of in a sunny day. So, you know, what, what merit that holds, but. It's definitely going to be on some summer mixes. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, it, it's going to be on all the yeah, summer Yeah, I mean, they, they, I mean, they're pulling from that sort of vampire weekend kind yeah, of yeah. thing. They love Well, that's, that's yeah. actually my problem with it because they, they have. But it's not, I don't think it's done like. It's like vampire weekend that's so, just so, night. Not quite there. Let's you know? talk about the Vampire yeah. Weekend thing. <laughs> they weren't pulling from that on their uh, initial. Oh, on EP. the initial. Oh, so this is a newer. Uh, thing. A yeah. little bit, and and it's like a producer went to them and said, "You know who you need to sound like? Mm. Vampire Weekend and management." Ah, uh, yes. Sound like that yes. at all times, and yes. then, and that guy actually was the guy who produced Meriwether Post Pavilion. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. album. Um, so there's a lot of things I should not like in this, and then I. But there's a lot of John on. Hughes '80s movies here too. There is. You know? um, I. Uh, I I want them to capture the live show. Okay. Yeah, you've seen them. Like, so, when so, you started with the so, live show. So, yeah. so when I so when I saw them, they came out, and uh, the lead singer who I should have written his name now, but anyways, he, he comes out. And uh, he he says hi there. We're Reptar and a like girl like you would see in a poison video sitting on somebody's shoulders sure. about to take her shirt off is like, fuck yeah, you are <laughs> that <laughs> and and live. That's the type. That's what Reptar. That's should what they. Be. That's what they inspire. Well, yeah, with that name. They what they be. put, I think, on record. This is somebody who's like. You know, you sound vaguely like Animal Collective. Okay, Let's make yeah. you sound more like Animal Collective. And see, I, I guess that's, that's kind of the problem. And this is this is probably going to come off uh, needlessly harsh because I think there was some good stuff on this album. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, I think it's going to be on a lot of summer mixes. Probably some that I make. Sure. Um, but you kind of see this chain of imitation sometimes, and so it's like, yeah. If we yeah. say, for instance, that 
Graceland is one of the platonic forms of albums, and then Vampire Weekend listened to a whole lot of Graceland. Yep. And then Vampire Weekend made a second album that sounded a lot like their first album, but not nearly as good, Mm -hmm. which sounded a lot like Graceland and not nearly as good. And then Reptile. Wait, 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 back up. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't like Contra? (laughs) Not really. Okay. And then. Continue on. And then Reptar (laughs) listened to Contra. Yeah, and then, and then they made an album that wasn't exactly. as good as Contra, and then you've got this album. It's kind of, it's kind of the telephone game. Yeah, it, it, it degrades the signal exactly. each time. Over you can time. you yeah. can yeah. hear the original message, but exactly, yeah. but it's, it's gotten and, weird. And it sort of hurts because, like, like again, like seeing him live, that guy could be like the this generation's David Byrne. He's studied him. He knows him. I mean, and, and, and I I doubt that very highly. I I don't. And, I, and that's you, know, you know who David Byrne's working with right now? <laughs> I mean, St. Vincent. And that's going to be the best album of the year right there. Yeah. One um, of them, at least. I have... <laughs> I can't even wrap my hand around the suck of that. But... <laughs> Just blew Kevin's mind a little bit uh, here. Jeez. Yeah. It's coming out, I believe, September, October. Mark your calendars. So, so you're doing the review? Oh, oh, shoot, shoot. Band fight? I, hopefully it won't be a fight. Hopefully we will all realize that genius. Vincent's on it. It'll be a fight. All right. <laughs> is it a David Byrne album or is it a? It's, a, it's a collaboration. Oh, it's, it's a David a... Byrne St. Vincent collaboration. Wow. Hmm. That just okay, tickles well, all the wrong places in me. That's a preview to come here. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we're talking about Reptar though, and and actually that the, the singer and and the whole band like embodies. Like I am, oh, I almost had a beer. Uh, they they do embody in their live show the this like punky, talking heads like CBGB's vibe. Yeah. Um, and I really was hoping that came across in this record and it didn't. So that may be why my level of disappointment is Definitely what it is. Well, so yeah. so would you say for someone who's never really listened to Reptar, would you say? Kind of check them out live first, or listen to the album. Which one would you? I like? would agree with Paul. I mean, this is, this is gonna. I mean, yeah. Daria heard it and she's like, "This is actually pretty good for what it is." It's if you'd never heard Reptar before, and this is the first. Yeah, thing you I mean, ever no, no. On, I yeah. mean, I mean, listen to it. It's just I had really high expectations for this, and sure, and, they, and sure. they just they they weren't met. Um, it, but it, it remains like a terminally fun album. Like, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of fun moments on there. Yeah, you can, you can. That's what I was saying. Not that know? fun. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> ladies, you can throw one of the best tracks onto a, onto uh, one of your mixes, and when they ask what's playing, you can say Orifice or yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, let's hear another song by them. Uh, this is Houseboat Babies, and uh, yeah.
So that is House Food Babies from Reptar's Body Faucet. Um, again, we were talking during the break. Uh, this is a... At the end of the day, this is a fucking fun album. It's your springtime party mix. I'll be you know. putting it on one playing... Um, crap. What's up, mate? Uh, I don't know. Just put your dancing shoes on and go yeah. to town, man. You'll be all right. Okay. Is that where we're at? Put some dancing shoes on. Go Just to town. do it. Just do it. It's about right. All right, so let's, um, moving on, Andre. Should I talk about this first, or should somebody else? Go for it. I think you should talk about it. Can you keep your voice even enough? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think I can. Uh, my my love for this fucking record is sort of undying. Uh, we, we posted the review today, or I, I posted it, and um, there's a lot of hyperbole, a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of love for it, but it's all as sweaty and... Out of all the albums that we listened to this week or talked about this week, it was the best album. This is oh, that's damning with faint praise, well, right? Yeah, there. no, no. I mean, in terms of all the songs that go that go together, you I, know? I, I, and I'm going to avoid a phrase. 
that Paul will call me out on. But I will say this. At the end of the year, Damien Harado and Lower Dens are, might get in a fist fight. Oh, you, you still got like seven months. Yeah. I, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, this is... Um, They'll be getting in a fist fight for so, number eight on the so, top yeah. list. <laughs> to let people in on how, um, what all of this entails, like, we hear like so much music every week. It's, sure. it's sort of stagnant. Um, there's not a lot that sticks, and that, and and I don't have a problem saying it's because there's not a lot that's good. Um, yeah. There's people who love other things, and and they can't quite pull it out, and they can't quite be original enough, and, and whatever for whatever reason, it doesn't end up being good. Lower Dens was always good. Uh, Twin Hand Movement was a competent album. It wasn't an in- Holy enjoyable! Yeah. It wasn't a wholly enjoyable album. Most sure, live they were great. Yeah. Um, that's and that's the thing. The difference that I heard from this album from that last one they did, yeah, was that as a whole piece, this one and, really and fit together is, well. I, I wrote I wrote something when I saw them open for uh, Y Oak that basically said they look like middle schoolers, and they sure. And you know what? They fucking do, but <laughs> <laughs> but they are the most. Goddamn mature middle schooler. I mm. like. I just don't listen to albums on headphones like this. Period. Because nobody makes the material, and they did. Yeah. Uh, this is. Uh, it was a pretty hypnotic album. Yeah, it just that was the thing that I noticed about it the most is that it was very. It, it was the choice of you know using drum tracks or bass tracks that were just. Pretty much stayed the same throughout. Yeah, but that but that's kind of you a know. problem too. Hey, sorry, I didn't it kind of reminded me of a little bit of um, the War on Drugs. Yeah, where they have like yeah. a just yep. wall of sound, as you would say, and just it just hits you. You know, similar idea. Yeah, definitely. But and, and, and we'll and we'll get to this like in the track we're going to play. But uh, but the thing about it is, is that they had that, and then Jana Hunter just came out and was like, "Hey guys, what's up?" Yeah. Boom! Yeah, uh, it, it's it's startling. I mean, it'll give me chills when we play it now, and it, and it will, uh, it gave me chills when I first heard it. Um, her her work on this is just astounding. Um, we should hear the track then. I mean, should we? I mean, do we? Yeah, yeah, we'll hear so. a track. So, so the track I'm talking about is actually Lamb, um, and wait for about two minutes in, and then chill bumps. So go.
I can't really talk about it. Thoughts. Other people. <laughs> well, have, you've seen them live, right? I have. How would you say their show compares to the... I don't, I don't know anymore. I, I, I don't know anymore because this album is so beyond what anything they've done. Anything they indicated they could, they were even capable of. That I... I mean, I've seen them twice this weekend. I don't know what to expect. But it has a little bit of that beach house sound, which is the Baltimore yeah. sound now. Yeah, that's, sell, that's selling it short, though. No, 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 yeah, I I mean, mean, I'm not saying I'm selling it short. I, I don't think comparing it to beach house is selling it short, because I don't even think they've hit beach house yet. Really? No. Not even. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, this this album, you know, I, I, Kevin, as you told me when I was nonplussed the first time I listened to it, yeah. uh, it's a grower. And yeah. and sure. I agree. Like yeah, I think the more you listen on, yeah. to it, the more you find in it. But at the same time, it, it's a weird. Maybe it's a weird metaphor, but I like bands that do the wall of sound thing. I've got a real affinity for shoe, for shoegaze, sure. shoegaze, people who yep. do things like that. But you've always got to leave a little little door in the wall, a little crack. And yeah. the best the best tracks on this album, like the first one you played, Brains, leaves yeah. that crack and draws you in a little bit. The problem is, I think the back end of the album, when you're getting into that two part suite and the twelve minute track that ends the yeah. album and things oh, like that, that's right. Yeah, there's that no gets a little Velvet Undergroundy, you know. I, but but no, because I. I love the Velvet Underground. Okay. I don't think it's Velvet Underground. It's, I think, I think it, I it's think a it's, musical concept. No, it's you're, it's, it's noodling for the sake of noodling. No, it's, like, not, it's not noodling. Here, here's at how all. I feel like it. It, it, it. There's a there's a wall, and I'm trying to get in, and it, I keep bouncing off. And whenever I listen to this album, I can't help but space out at a certain point. And it happens in the middle of the album. But and I then think I, that's well, the hold point. on. But then I okay. if but if the point is to space out then I could be listening to any generic 60s-era psychedelia sure. or a lot of things that have happened since then. Like, spacing out is not difficult with music. No. You do a, you do the same sorts of sounds. Do, you do a them Over and over sound, again, yeah. maybe repeating the same bass tracks on mm. every track so that you get lulled into Which a trance. kind of what... Exactly. Yeah. They did do that, you know? And if the point is to lull you into a trance, then that's fine. They've achieved their aim. Mm. But I think that you've got a pretty low bar to clear. If that's what you're trying to do, because yeah. there are folks that turn that out for New Age record stores every day, yeah. and this is beyond this is be, this is beyond that. I'm not saying that we're that we're talking about, you know, a band that's going to turn out four albums a year of mood music. No, yeah. but I, I think I think there's a lot of talent that's shown right here. Yeah, but it doesn't grab me the way that it grabbed you, and in a lot of ways, I, it kind of stops at that pretty good thing to put on in the background that'll occasionally grab me level it's not it's not brilliant the way that the way that you're talking about it especially in your review see like, I think it is you bring up you bring up album titles like I know. Murmur I know okay oh, computer okay. oh jeez and I like, and I and I think uh, it's nowhere close to the level of I also level. say it's not close to that no said, you bring but, up you do the you do the reviewer's trick of bringing up the names <laughs> and then yeah. saying I'm not saying it's okay computer yeah. but I'm gonna say okay computer in this yeah, review yeah, I'm gonna throw it in there uh, you know what I'm gonna, I'll stand by that I, I, I feel like this is um, it's, it's a second album Mm-hmm. From the band that like I had no expectations from. Hey, it's, it's pretty good for the sophomore album. Though, I, you know? I Normally absolutely it's a sophomore agree. slump, you know. But this is. I feel it's it actually reaches towards those heights. It's not an okay computer, you know. Yeah. 
But I, I just don't understand quite what you're saying. If you're, what if I'm you're saying, going to invoke what I, what I, what the name what, of OK Computer and then say what I, what it's I'm, not there. What, what, I'm, what, I, what I'm saying is that like this is like a, a fairly bold statement by them because you said that it, it it does stay in a pocket, mm-hmm. um, but it does so for a reason, and that reason is to create the mood of this album. Well, and, and I've read in interviews that they're they're planning in like four or five more albums in this sort of like series okay and that like one of those is like I mean I'll eat my words if it isn't uh, is going to be the okay computer for this band well it, it might sure, be sure. And, and they've got the potential I, I guess the way I think about it you, you bring you bring up Radiohead mm-hmm. and I kind of thought this is like if Radiohead thought hey you know Street Spirit's a good song we'll do it 12 times and make that an album so maybe it's more the bands like <laughs> no, no, I mean it's it, but it's no, the, the no, Benz I, wasn't the same I, song no, twelve I, times. I, That's what I'm saying. I, I, I know what you're saying. It's just it it, it is uh, this is this is why I was like you guys talk because uh, like I'm I'm fucking Gaga of this this album. This is is just sort of grabbed me with like what it's trying to do, what it actually does do. Um, I could nitpick. Things I don't like, but why well, and, that, and that's the great—that's the great thing about we're doing this. Because I now. will sit yeah. with Gizmo on the couch and listen to this yeah. probably forty times before like the year's over. And, and but but that's the great thing about I think just on a, on a macro level getting to yeah. listen to this much music yeah. because we see how the people who are doing this podcast react to different kinds of music. Yeah. You oh, know? sure. Yeah. You know, last week, not last week, but two weeks ago when we did this, I was head over heels about chromatics, and everybody else would be like. Yeah, they're they're good, yeah. but they're not yeah. they're not great. But right. something about that album clicked with me. Yeah. Sure. Something about this album clicked with you, and we've all had albums oh, like that before. Sure. Yeah. And it's it's where you are in your life. It's your listening preferences. It's just the moment that you hear the that time first of day when you yeah. just throw yeah. it on. Yeah, you know, it is. It's whether you're listening to Reptar in your office or on your back patio. Exactly, it totally changes the experience. You know. Yeah. And so, and this definitely, you know, I listened to Lower Dens when I was riding on the train, and it was awesome. Yeah. To sit and stare out the window when I was riding on the train for 30 minutes, and the beat was, like, right along with the train tracks. Yep. And I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. But then you listen to it in another location, you're like, eh, it's all right, you know? It gets the job done, but that's exactly right, you know? And that's how I think all music is. You know, yeah. It has its moment, you know? Yep. So we've had, like, a moment. <laughs> Should we all hug now? Is it group hug time? We should all chug. I'd like uh, another beer. So, so what? Uh, by the way, what are we drinking today, Andre? We're drinking brewery. The brewery. Huh? Yeah. That's B R U E R Y. One of the best breweries in the country. I'm gonna check yeah. Paul on the spelling of that. That is correct. We were drinking that. It was called the Mischief, and then we we're drinking some Rogue as well mm-hmm. tonight. So out of Oregon, so we're doing California. We're doing West Coast today. All right. Well, we're drinking a little DC Brow too. What's, the, what's this one? Citizen. The Citizen. Yeah. They're Belgian. They, they didn't too. send it to us, though. Oh, no, no. they didn't. So, uh, yeah. So, those are four albums. Um, yeah. I think... Uh, what do we got coming up next few weeks, gang? We got... Uh, uh, you know what? Next week, we can talk about the Beach House album. We've all heard it. In fact, on Friday and Saturday... Lower Dan is going to be playing at the Rock and Roll Hotel. All oh, our nice. favorite venues. Yes. Yes. 
Um, I will be taking the lady up to Baltimore. We're going to see Lower Dance in their hometown. Nice. With violins and uh, celebration. Another great Baltimore band. Um, and you know what's happening on Monday? Do you? I don't. Do you? What's going on, man? Willie fucking Nelson. Oh. oh. <laughs> is this like the... This is this the, is the week. Wait, is it going to happen? Is it really going to happen? Oh, it's it's on. This is the final. Hopefully, yeah. Well, I hope you go see Willie Nelson. Dude, we're, we're up in yes. Yeah. So uh, we got Willie Nelson the next night. Andrew Bird, Patrick Watson. You guys fans? Are they playing together? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So them, them hopefully uh, carry a good show. I think that would be fun. Um, on Thursday. If you're not doing anything, Harris and I might still go up to Philly and see Wooden Sky. Maybe. Ooh, that could be good. So it's a hard trip. Like, if I have a job, I... Paul's not like, happy I, about that I, one. Yeah. I don't know. I, Paul's like, I'll stay home and sleep. Or yeah. touch myself. Yeah. Get your rest <laughs> that night. Um, next Monday, you guys will have to go because I'm not allowed within, like, 60 feet. I'm assuming it's hospitality. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They've actually got a restraining order yeah. against Kevin. Um, but here we go, Magic, which is, uh, I'll have the review next week, uh, uh, but I guarantee a better review. Uh, They've been here like five times in the last well, two yeah, months. Well, we were talking about that, and, and actually, like, the Black Hat Show, like, I talked with Amber briefly, and it was just like, when are you guys headlining? She's like, in fall. Yeah. Well, I imagine it's got to be soon. They have to. Yeah. I mean, it's just... They've been here three or they're four put, times. They're putting the, the goddamn work like no other band I've ever seen. Well, and I mean, I know yeah. DC is a quick trip down from New York, but Yeah, damn, and it's not that far, It's you like know? five times in two months. For like, sure. Yeah. Good on them. And you know they're playing all over the place, too. So yeah. It's not like they're just coming here. Yep. Um, so in Charlottesville, if you are nice. down there, uh, I think Carrie's heading My down. Uh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Tom Tom Founders thing where again I won't be able to get there because hospitality is there. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. What's the restraining order? Yeah, How many no, miles? Yeah. I, uh, it's like eighty to hundred miles or something. Um, yeah. But the Walkman are playing. Mm. Which is I be can't f- believe I'm going to miss that. I love the Walkman. Yeah. I they're... might go down and see that. I did not Very get a good time. No. So conversation for another day. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's about it. Um, I, we may record the podcast before this uh, this happens, but in case we don't, it's right on the hairy edge. Um, same night, tough call. Uh, Beth Orton's playing up at uh, U Street Music Hall. In La oh, Perla. nice! Thank you for reminding yeah. me, sir. I need to lend that. Up. And uh, and La Perla is playing at Red Palace, and I like yep. La Perla's uh, newest yeah. album, and All I right. think that I think that's going to be a good wow. show. Right. When was the last time Beth Orton came around, too? A long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. But yeah, I think tickets still available. Used to oh, use call. Is that right? Yeah, oh, wow. Like 25 bucks. That's awesome. Right. So, uh, I think that's it. And I, uh, let's talk about our sponsors. We have few to none, but uh, we do, even though Bill doesn't know it. Like sponsor. It's our exactly. sponsor by Crook and Beat. If you want to go buy any of this. And... Uh, so if you want to buy records, or if you want to see Andalusians or fucking Mobius trip there, well, we already did. We did. Yeah. <laughs> then that's where you should go. And I think 
Is that it? I hear the music. Oh, it's on. We'll see you in a few weeks. Yeah, I feel like Rupert's come back. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Take care.